you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Second Corinthians chapter number five and verse seven. That's a short verse. You see what I mean? If I could just preach that short. Second Corinthians 5 and 7, the Apostle Paul said, For we walk by faith. Not by sight. If I understand the word sight, it has to do with the senses of human ability to make judgments by. Sight, see, hear, feel, smell, taste. But he says we can't live by that. We have to live by faith. I want to preach for just a few moments hopefully and let the Lord do the rest on the subject that miracles come when your feelings leave miracles come when your feelings leave I'm going to raise the rent on my feelings. They need to get evicted. They are my worst enemy. When they get in the way, there's trouble. Let's pray and ask the Lord just to expound the word of the Lord to us. I pray for the anointing upon us. As the Word of God is already anointed, I pray, Lord, that you would allow your presence to go forth. And I pray that you would speak to us and let us not leave this place the same way that we have come. I pray, Lord, that you would let the spirit of peace rest upon this place tonight. Let the spirit of faith rise in this service. I love you and I praise you. Thank you for the privilege of ministering the word of the Lord. Help us to do it to the best of our ability. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody say praise the Lord. You can be seated in the name of Jesus tonight. 
I don't know about you, but I have made a lot of wrong decisions and judgments because of my senses, my feelings, which is brought on by sight, smell, things that I hear. I have heard things that I thought was something that it wasn't. I have seen things that appeared to be something that it wasn't. But quickly we are so quick to make a judgment based upon our senses. I am one that has learned to eat what is set before us. And we have eaten a lot of things as an evangelist. I can't tell you it's all been good. But I was thankful. I didn't leave hungry. I just prayed while I ate. And, uh, but I'm the world's worst that if it doesn't look good, I'm already casting a judgment on it before I ever even taste it. I'm just that way. Looks to me is everything. And that's why I guess I'm in trouble most of the time. Is because Paul said your sight's going to get you in trouble. You're not going to make it if you walk by what you see. If you live by what you see. Or you live by how you feel. If I was to have serve God because of the way I felt, I probably would have given up a long time ago. And uh, anybody just feel like getting up and going to work? I mean, in the morning at 4.30, you're going to wake up. Man, I feel like getting up and going this morning. You don't go because you feel like going. You go because you just got to go. You're obligated to go. And walking with God, living for God, and seeing God do the miraculous in your life has to be predicated and built upon not by what you see, not by how you feel, but by faith. And faith is not believing that God will, but it's knowing that God is. I, I, I believe God will, but God wants us to go a step beyond believing that he will and start saying, I know he is. I don't want my feelings to get in the way because my feelings have tried to rob me of my peace and rob me of my joy in God. They have harassed me. They've accused me of every evil thing possible. And so I've come to recognize that all unsettling feelings are messengers of Satan intended to bring us down into despair and to fear. I don't know. If this has ever happened to you, but you'd be walking along in the spirit, reading your Bible, praying and and loving God and with all your heart. And then suddenly, unexpectedly, you're overwhelmed with troubled feelings. 
something just clouds over you. Out of nowhere, you didn't invite that feeling there. Brother Spencer, it just happens to come in unwanted. It doesn't matter if it has a no trespassing sign up. That, that kind of a spirit's not afraid to walk in uninvited. And so it's just like the couple of days ago I woke up and I, I, I don't know where it come from. I'm just being transparent with you tonight. I don't know where it come from, but there was a spirit of unsettledness in my heart. And, and I was in question about some things and, and uh, whether or not this was going to work out and this going to work out. And uh, I said, you know, I don't know, Lord. Sometimes I, I question. Sometimes I worry. And I allowed myself to get worked up in that feeling. I mean, there was fear there. There was a little ray of doubt there. And, and uh, so, you know, I live by faith. We live by faith, operate by faith. All of us should do that. And I'm not saying this to impose on anything. I'm just being transparent. You folks work and you get paid by a job that you agree to. You know the contract signed before you ever start a days on the journey of that work. But when you live by faith, you just go. And you trust God. And sometimes folks are not so tapped into that trust of God and operating with God. And so you kind of allow that spirit of fear to come over you. And so I left the house by myself and went of all places to go. I went and got me a Dr. Pepper. If I'm going to go anywhere in your town, I'm going to find some place I can get me a Dr. Pepper. You folks do not know what heaven is without a Sonic. Somebody needs to put a Sonic in Frankfurt. I have to drive all the way to Lafayette to get a Sonic, Dr. Pepper. But I was happened to be in one of those places that didn't have a Sonic, and I found a place, a little store that had, a, had uh, the, the drinks that, uh, what do you call them, um, fountain drinks and so I said that'll do so I, I went in there and my it said 75 cents I said wow this is cheaper than Sonic I said Lord you're not telling me that I know and so I, I, I went ahead and while I was standing there in line I was waiting uh, there was a man that was in front of me at the fountain drink and he stood there and he had his drink in his hand he was just like he was lost and I said you're looking for the straws and the lids aren't you he said yep I says, well, I'm not from here either. I says, but I've been here uh, two or three times, and I found out that they are on the other side of the store. Why in the world they got feet and they walked over there? I guess they didn't want to be covered up, didn't want nobody sucking through them, so they moved, and, and uh, so they got away. And he says, well, he says, uh, that's exactly what I was looking for. He said, I'd never found it if he hadn't told me. And so I went on behind him and got my two drinks, got my wife one, got me one. And uh, he was waiting in line. I stepped up behind him. He said, so you're not from here? I said, told him where I was from. And uh, he said, uh, what do you do for a living? I says, well, I, I, I'm an evangelist. I was a pastor in Mississippi. And I said, I'm an evangelist now. And anyway, conversation got started. And uh, he went ahead. And the lady asked him, said, Is, uh, will this be all for you today? And he says, no, sir. He said, I want to take care of this gentleman's two Dr. Peppers, two drinks. I know this is really boring, y'all. 
But I'm talking about living by faith and not by sight. And so he paid a dollar and 58 cents. He spent big bucks on me. And immediately the Lord spoke to me and he said, You see, I will cause men to give into your bosom. Peace just flooded my heart. Fear left. I felt good. He walked out. I followed him as he opened the door. And as soon as my hand hit the bar that pushed the door open, the devil spoke to me and said, Dollar fifty-eight cents, huh? A panhandler could have gave you that. And immediately the word of the Lord spoke again in defense. And he says, but when you see the cloud, the size of a man's hand, you get ready because there's coming a rain. I want you to know something. There is no greater place than you can be and live and operate when you operate under the auspices of faith. When you let God be God and get your fear out of the way, get your pain out of the way, get your feelings out of the way, it will rob you of miracles that God wants to give into your life. I believe that it's the will of God that we somehow or another overcome the mental feelings and the feelings that comes and buffets us on a daily basis. We cannot operate on our feelings. We can't go to church because I don't feel like it. You know that you need to go to church. So you can't always go by your feelings. Feelings will rob you of the blessings of God. Feelings will destroy you in the long run if you give ear to it and you feed upon it and let it feed upon you. It will get larger and grow like a cancer or a tumor in your life and it will totally consume you until you are totally an outcast away from the miraculous. I believe that God wants us to live in victory and in joy. We should not be victimized by feelings of despair or depression. I believe that God wants us to be an overcomer. And sometimes we have to let despair go. We have to let the fretting go. And you really just have to just become vulnerable to God and say, you know what? You're bigger than me. You're bigger than the onset. You're bigger than the picture. And so I'm just going to put myself into your hands. And friend, every time that you relinquish yourself from the Equation. Whenever you dismiss your feelings of despondency and despair and your doubt and your fear, I'm telling you, you make room for faith. And it's a small amount of faith that gets the job done with the Lord. Whenever you make room for faith and you get doubt out of your life and you get fear out of your life and you get depression out of your life, friend, faith will work miraculously for you. 
God help us to understand that it's not always the way it looks. It's not always the way you feel. I'm, I'm just telling you tonight, there are people that are down and out because of the way things look and the way things sounds and the way things feel and the way things smell. They are just overwhelmed by these feelings. Whenever you get the diagnosis from the doctor and I heard the prayer, I believe it was your sister, I believe it is, that's being diagnosed with cancer. I want to tell you, friend, I know that the flesh, it wants to get into that mode. Oh my Lord, what am I going to do now? You see, feelings will drag you down and you start worrying about the outset of it and what's going to happen to me next and how am I going to start feeling my body's going to go down. You can't afford to stay there. You can't afford to let that absorb into your spirit. You've got to believe that God's not only willing to do it, but God is wanting to do it and will do it. It's nothing impossible with God. Miracles will come whenever your feelings leave. When you tell your feelings to get out of the way. I don't care how it looks. I don't care how it feels. I don't care how it sounds. I still believe God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that I'm able to ask or think. Hallelujah. I'll be honest with you. God has never failed and he won't start failing now. He is greater than the failure. He's bigger than failure. There is no such thing in him called failure. He is the God of creation. He is the God of the present. And he's the God of the future. If I would just walk by faith. And not by what I see. Not by what I hear. Not by what I feel. Not by what I touch. I can somehow another let faith consume me. Oh, you're talking about a releasement of the miraculous in our life. Faith gets the job done with the Lord. I believe that we can reject every negative feeling because we know none of them are from God. It was the Apostle Paul said, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power. And of love and of a sound mind. When the devil starts coming into your mind and speaking things that brings about confusion, you gotta on I mean instantly recognize that it's not God. He is not about confusion, he's not about disrupting faith, he's there to encourage you, he's there to encourage you every day to help you. The the doubt that comes in, the spirit of the fear that comes in and brings about confusion is not of God. If we could recognize that enemy as it wants to come in, we need to reject the negative feeling because we know that it's not from God. And feelings that make one afraid are not sent from heaven. They are messengers from the pits of hell. And so they need to be rejected and bound through the power of prayer and the operation of faith. 
God is saying to us, I didn't give you these feelings of fear. I didn't bring doubt in your heart. Instead, I've given you the spirit of love. I've given you the spirit of power. I've given you authority. And he calls for us to abolish these unwanted thoughts, bringing them into captivity and obedience unto him. We dare not allow our feelings to master us. We dare not permit them to linger and to grow into roots of bitterness and doubt in our hearts. The reason why that we sometimes lack miracles in our life is because that we are allowing our feelings to control the outcome. Well, glory to God. I want to tell you something. Whenever you get your feelings out of the way and you start operating in the perimeters of faith, there is no limit to the rewards that follows faith. When you walk by faith and not by sight, God totally blesses those that trust as him. The reason why Abraham was considered a friend of God was because when God called him out of the earth of Chaldees, he said, you go and I'm going to show you a city. He left everything. He left families, left friends, whatever the connections behind. He took his family, took his cattle. He took everything that belonged to him. And he started on the journey. It's, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm looking for a city. And the moment that I find it, I'll know that I have found it. Because he'll let me know when I find it. That's faith when you start walking. And you're not going by what you feel, by what is it costs you to get involved in but the Lord just simply said go and if you'll go God will reward them that go if you will act and do what God tells us to do he will always reward them that act and do what God tells them to do God help us to get our feelings out of the way and allow miracles to come A couple of Sunday nights ago, we were in Aurora, Missouri, and uh, Spirit of Faith was operating. God was healing miracles. I'm not talking about headaches being gone, and that's a blessing. If you got a headache, I've been there, and it's a good thing when God takes away a headache. I'm not saying that that's not important, but there was people in that service that had major, major. Uh, feelings are of infirmities and afflictions in their body and and um, a man came up for prayer and uh, I says what are we going to be praying for he said I have neuropathy and he says I need God to heal me and uh, I be honest with you I said you really believe that God can do it right now and there was a little hesitation in his response and the Lord just kind of tacked me and says, well, says, don't worry, you just pray. It's left up to him. I'm talking about feelings can get in the way of a miracle. And so I laid hands upon him and I prayed against the infliction of neuropathy in his body. 
And I stayed there and prayed again because I didn't feel him releasing. There was something hindering. I just kept praying. I just said, it's enough. And I got up. I had knelt down and I had laid hands. He said, it starts in my feet. I had laid hands on his feet. And while I was praying for him, there was three other cases of neuropathy in that service that did not come up for prayer that God instantly healed of neuropathy. Three at one time. I saw a couple sitting on the back, far back right, young couple. It was about at the end of the praying time and altar time of healing and I just felt, I said, God, there's somebody, something's going on. I says, they need to step out. And finally, they, they got up and they come forward. And he says, I need a miracle. I said, what do you need God to do? And he pulled his coat open. And there was a tumor half the size of a football that was around his waist or uh, chest here and underneath his arm. And he says, I'm going to have to have surgery to remove it, except lest God intervenes. And uh, I said, do you believe God can heal you? He says, I know he can. I said, that's all it takes is to know he can. I said, but do you know he is? He said, he is. Laid hands upon him. I put my hands upon the tumor. And as I began to pray, that tumor began to dissolve. I felt it dissolving, going down. Not completely gone by the end of the service, but just a little lump was there. His wife said the next morning when they woke up, she reached over in the bed and she put her arm over to feel if the tumor had completely left. And she said it was not there. What happened to the man? He didn't get healed of neuropathy. There was something there. His feelings got in the way. I'm just going to tell you, miracles can only come when you dismiss the feelings. You got to get yourself out of the way. And God can do anything that you want him to do. But as long as you have a tendency to believe doubt and have fear that you don't know if it's going to work or not, you need to somehow another dismiss the doubt dismiss the fear and let God instantly do what he specialized in doing and that is giving miracles a ruptured disc a pinched nerve sciatic nerve healed in that same service a woman had shoulder problems she could not raise her arm at all and she had said in prayer request, she said, I want the Lord to heal me. That was before this service was not scheduled to have a healing service. I, I don't operate like that. But God, God chooses his day and time when he has time to heal. Brother T.W. Barnes had put up a big banner and said healing service. T.W. Barnes. 
got it all up there. And said he was standing back looking at it, seeing if it was hanging straight. And he said, the Lord spoke to him, says, I sure hope you have a good time. He says, well, well what do you mean, Lord? He says, because my name ain't on it nowhere. He says, so I'm not going to be there. He said, y'all take the sign down. If anybody ain't going to be there, I'm not going to be there. I want God to be there. So in that same service, the Lord instantly healed her rotator cuff or whatever it was that was problems giving her. God healed her shoulders. She began to raise her arms, swing it like that. I'm just telling you, when you dismiss your feelings and get them out of the way, get doubt out of the way, get those voices out of your ear. If you listen to things that's negative, if you tend to see things and start reading into things that you start assuming things that's not even there, you are hindering the miraculous. I'm going to close with this one. Assumption, when you assume things, it will stop the miraculous. I said, when you get in the way of assuming things. Our travel trailer is you, those of you that's passed by the Anderson's home. It's not parked there. It's in Lafayette at a dealership in the shop. We purchased a warranty with that trailer for, and... Uh, I still got a little over a year left on the warranty. It covers from bumper to bumper. Out in Oklahoma, we had an issue with our furnace. And so I called a mobile RV medic, and he came out and, and supposedly tried to fix it. He turned it all into my warranty. I paid my deductible and uh, charged the warranty, I think, four or $500 plus the $100 I spent. And I had to leave. We couldn't stay there. And so now we're 800 to 1,000 miles away from the repair shop. And all of this is in my mind. I'm just assuming. I am assuming that because he turned it into the warranty, the warranty's not going to redo something that they've already paid to fix. This is me. So you know what I do? I start replacing parts out of my pocket. That's a dumb thing to do. In about five days, I spent probably four to $500 out of my pocket until I was broke, busted, and disgusted, all of the above. And so I said, you know what? I, I, I'm just, I'm tired of, worrying with this my wife said well just call the warranty company and just tell them what's happening ah honey they're not it's not even sense of them me calling them i mean they done spent five hundred dollars listen to a woman when she speaks <laughs> you listen to sheridan when she talks i mean Oh, honey, they, they done paid out the wazoo to, to fix this thing. They're not going to do this. So I get out my 
contract with my warrant, and I get there, and there's a claims number, 1888, blank, 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 whatever it was. And just, I'm just telling you, Brother Spencer, without no faith at all, and I'm already saying they're not going to do one thing. I'm a dial in the number, and I get this. They speak it, and they said, I said, well, that's Spanish or whatever. I, I wait for finally somebody gets English on there, and, and I hit zero. I want to talk to somebody. And finally, make a long story short, the lady come on, and I said, told her the problem. She says, absolutely. She says, we can't uh, do anything about it. That, that The people that done the work has 90 days uh, labor and uh, years parts on it. And I said, lady, I wanted to say to my wife, see there, I told you. But I didn't. I said, but lady, I'm 800 to 1,000 miles away from them, from the shop now. I said, I can't take it back to them. I said, but the problem is not fixed. She said, well, that kind of sounds like it needs to be a higher person than I. I said, that might help. She said, let me just get a claims adjuster on the line and let him make the call. It's not going to work either. See how your feelings can really mess you up. And boy, it can stop the miraculous. Claims adjuster come on the line. How can I help you, sir? I told him exactly what I've done. He said, you shouldn't spend a penny. Take it to an RV dealership. Leave it there. Tell them to fix it and send us the bill. Uh, uh, you say, say what? He said, it's not fixed, is it? I said, no, sir. He says, you bought the warranty to have it fixed. He says, take it to a dealership. I okay it and tell them to call me. That's a miracle, folks. But I sunk almost $500 in it because I let my feelings get involved. I should have just stayed out of it. And I should have just said, you know what? I bought this warranty up front. I'm just going to let them fix it. We got a God that's standing ready to do the impossible. But we step in the way and we hinder him. We stop him because we assume a lot of things. We, in closing tonight, you need to get your assumptions out of the way. Get your feelings out of the way. Get your doubt out of the way. Get your fear out of the way. And when you get your feelings to go on and they leave, miracles will come. But as long as your feelings hang around, Jesus said, you know what? I can't do many miracles here. He said, because of a lack of faith, there's too much doubt here. So he didn't do many miracles there. He walked into the room with a dead girl. And there was paid mourners. They wasn't crying for the lost. They were just there to cry. And the Lord says, y'all get out of here. You depress me. Can't do nothing while y'all here. Fear blocks God. Doubt blocks God. Assumption blocks God and so the Lord walked in he says just everybody leave because our feelings are not on the same page with God's miraculous we can't comprehend 
how big God is and how he structures things. We don't have an inkling of a clue of how God can fix things that you don't even know how he's planning on doing it. You're stressing and worrying about the future of the finances of the church. Got a big debt. And you're praying, God, help me to love all these sweet people and not make one family mad to leave. I'm just preacher talking right now. Because I'm going to tell you, it takes a bunch to grow a church. Sleepless nights is in his forecast. Don't let that feeling get on you. Because it's the will of God that he speaks right now. Someone has a check made out and he just needs a name to put on it they may not even be sitting here they may not even be a believer in God but he says you know what I just feel like I need to give something to some good charity. And then there's a voice that speaks to them. Give to CFC. Oh, and it just happens to be to clear your debt. Oh, but that can't happen, preacher. It won't happen as long as we feel that. As long as we hang around in that mode. I believe that we need to start with a faith of expectancy. To believe that God is in the will. It's in his will to build that campus. It's his will to build it where it's built. And so it's not the will of God for you sweet people to have to sweat bullets. To have to pay the note at the bank. So you know what? God can cause multi-millionaires to write a check to take care of kingdom work. Because it shouldn't be the will of God that all the tithes has to go to pay the banknote. And then you have to go kill yourself to work 15 hours a day. That's not God's plan. Man's working 15 hours a day. Somebody say, he didn't pay for it. It doesn't matter. Let me tell you something. God's bigger than this church. You got cancer in your body tonight. God can heal cancer and curse it right now. A woman had a hole in her main valve of the heart. She was up to go to surgery to have a new heart valve put in. On a Friday night, Steelville, Missouri. She came up to pray and God healed her, closed the hole in the heart, 
on Monday morning, she went in for that surgery. They done the MRI, the, X, the x-rays prior to the surgery. And they says, I don't know what happened. But there's no need for surgery. It's been canceled. Your heart's functioning normal. There is nothing that God can't do. There's not a mountain that God cannot move. You've got access through faith. We walk by faith and not by feelings, not by sight, not by touch, not by smell, not by taste. Even when things don't even feel good, I'm going to still believe God. Can we stand together? When things don't even sound good, I'm still going to trust God. I got a feeling tonight that the Holy Ghost has come to this place to do some healings in this service. I don't know what you are burdened down with tonight. I don't know what kind of afflictions that is suffering in your body. I don't know what kind of financial stress you're going through. I don't know what the emotional stress is, but if you would just let the feelings go, miracles will come. Right here in this Wednesday night service. It was on a typical Wednesday night prior to Apostolic Conference. Last year, I preached Wednesday night pre-comfort service. And on a Wednesday night, God opened blind eyes. Heal sugar diabetes. Cursed it. This Wednesday night is no exception. God can do anything but fail. I challenge you to walk away from your feelings. And walk towards a miracle. And watch God respond. If you want a miracle in your life, in your body, in your finances, in your home, in your family, in your marriage. It doesn't matter what it is. He makes himself available. I offer you a miracle tonight. You can have it. You can have it. not in me don't wait for me to lay hands on you you just let God do it right here right now throw your hands in the air and say I'm out of the way God I got financial issues right now going on that I just need a miracle in I need family issues resolved I need organs in my body to be made whole to be restored to be made new in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, receive it. Receive it from the left to the right. Come on, receive it. I promise you that God won't let you down. You can receive it. You can receive it right now. In the name of
believe it right now. Come on. Come on. Let God do it. Let God fix it. Let God fix it right now in the name of Jesus. Come on. He can give you a miracle. He can give you a miracle right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I speak a miracle. I speak the release of the miraculous right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Loose the miraculous. Loose the miraculous right now. In Jesus' name. Step in faith. I'm going to believe in the power of God. 